Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. Well, this is it, the final stretch. We find ourselves right now several days before the very, very special day of Yom HaKippurim, a day which is to a certain extent the highest point of a 40-day period which began on Rosh Chodesh Elul, and a day in which we hopefully will be to a certain extent more prepared as we turn to God in prayer and we try to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a meaningful way than we were just several weeks ago. Now, of course, in this forum, we focus our comments and our discussions on tefillah in general. But this is a week, if not the week, that we really, really, really want to think thoughtfully and very introspectively about how our prayers, particularly in the coming days, could be focused in a very, very meaningful and effective way. Uh, That puts a lot of pressure on each and every one of us, but we're going to give it a shot. So I was thinking, you know, Yom Kippur is just a few days away. And we have an actual case study of sorts. There's an example that we spotlight on the day of Yom Kippur itself, which can offer us some insight into how one more unique way that we can view and we can relate to prayer. And that, of course, is the story of Yonah. Uh, It is traditional, as we know, that on the day of Yom Kippurim, at the time of Mincha, we read the story of Yonah following the Kriya Satora. And in this very, very special story that we are all familiar with, uh, every young child at the at a very young age is taught the story of Yonah. And of course, it's a very intriguing story. It is a story that tells of an individual, a prophet, who was summoned by God to go ahead and reach out to the people of Dinveh and to appeal to them to do tshuva. And he was not interested in accepting the mission. And so therefore, he tried to run away from God, as absurd as that may sound to us. And he boarded a ship, and there was a great storm, and ultimately he was thrown overboard, and he was swallowed by a fish. And the story goes on and on. So it's a fascinating story, and there's much that can be said about Yonah. But I want to focus on a part of the story of Yonah that is sometimes, I guess, underappreciated and doesn't really capture our attention quite the same way. But it is an important part of the story and an important part of the narrative. The second chapter of Sefer Yonah deals with the prayer, the tefillah that Yonah utters while he is in the belly of the fish. The story, the way it is described, and the Sefer tells us, by that God appointed, designated a special fish that would go ahead and swallow Yonah, and he was there for three days and three nights. And the Pesach tells us, and there from the belly, from the innards of the fish, Yonah davened to God. And I want us very briefly right now to focus a little bit on this tefillah, but before doing so, I want to ask you, what do you think Yonah would have said all that we know about the story, what do you think that this prayer is going to reflect? So I would have imagined that this would be a prayer in which Yonah would say, God, please, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. I should have known better. I had no business trying to run away from you. You sent me on a mission. You gave me a message to deliver, and I feel so terrible that I refused to do so. And I'm just asking you for another chance. Please don't allow me to die. Right? These are the sort of words that you would have expected that we would hear from Yonah when he finds himself in this very, very perilous state. He finds himself at a time in which survival is anything but certain. And so therefore he would be appealing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to please spare me, save me, I'm sorry. But that's not what we find. I'll give you uh, an example because we don't have time right now to read the entire tefillah, but again, I refer you to the second parak of Sefer Yonah. Vayomer, the tefillah starts like this. Yonah says, Karasi mitzora li al Hashem vayaneni. In my distress I called to Hashem and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. 
Yonah continues, When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Hashem. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. And Yonah goes on to express his sincere desire to go ahead and to bring a karban, to express his thanks to Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for all that you have done for me. This is very strange. How does this fit at all with where Yonah finds himself right now? Again, moments ago, he was running away. He was on the verge of death, swallowed by a fish. And again, as far as he knows, his survival is not in any way whatsoever guaranteed at this point in time. And here he is thanking Hashem. Thank you for all that you've done for me. Thank you for answering my prayers. Thank you for allowing me to connect with you. What does this mean? It really doesn't make sense at all. So if you take a look at the Mepharshim, the Mepharshim also struggle with this and try in some way to explain what's going on over here. So for example, the Ibn Ezra, among others, say, well, this must be a prayer that Yonah said after he made it onto dry land, once he was expelled by the fish. The problem is, it's not really what it says in the Pasuk. It says, while he was still in the fish. So you'll have to take the time to work through all the different possibilities over here. But I want to reflect with you based on the teachings of Rav Avram Rivlin, uh, the Mashkiach from Kerem Biyavne, and time does not allow to really, really share with you all that he says. But I want to point out something, and that is that the reason why this question sort of bothers us is because we assume that when a person expresses their thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when a person expresses how grateful they are to be able to talk to God, it's coming from a place of revach and nachas ruach. It's coming from a place where a person feels settled and connected and that everything is going the way it should. And when a person finds him or herself in a very perilous state, when things are uncertain, so at that moment I just feel nothing but distance, I just feel great distress, and I can't concentrate. And I, I, I you know, I, the last thing that I'm going to say at the time is thank you, God, for answering me. To the contrary, I'm going to say, God, please answer me. That's that's sort of the attitude that we have. And going back to what I've said over the past month more than once, and that is that that attitude comes once again from this perspective that prayer is transactional, that it's like that ATM machine. I'm going to put something in and get something out. But Rivlin points out that this tefillah of Yonah reminds us that it's so much deeper than that. Prayer is so much more profound. And what happens for Yonah at this moment is that he essentially, he wakes up. Yonah realizes that for a period of time, he was trying to escape, he was trying to run away, and he was essentially creating a wedge between him and God. He was distant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu because he was trying to run away. And circumstances evolved in a way that Yonah really, really sort of got the message in a quite, in a very, very profound way. And at that moment, he is just so grateful to have clarity. He is so grateful to be connected with God. Rav Rivlin quotes the Chazunish, who in the Sefer Hamunu Bitachon points out that it's a big mistake that some people think that Bitachon means that everything's going to work out exactly the way I want it to. That's not what Bitachon is. In fact, the Chazunish says that's foolish. That's a very immature attitude that a person should have in life, that if I have bitachon, bitachon means that everything's going to work out exactly the way I want. That's not what it means. Says the Chazunish, but to be a bitachon means that I believe that everything in the world happens for a reason. That ain't mikraba olam, he says. There's nothing, no happenstance, no coincidence. I'm not a victim of fate. If I find myself in a certain situation, it's because I'm supposed to be here. That's what it means to be a bitachon. And when a person can come to such a place, then they can feel genuinely connected to the Rabbana Shalom. And how does one express that? If it's real in the moment, utter joy. I am so grateful to be connected to you. I don't know what lies ahead. I cannot be certain 
what my fate ultimately is going to be, but I am so grateful to be in your hands. I'm so grateful, HaKadosh Baruch to know that I feel I have a connection with you. You know, I'm reminded at this time, Revolb in the Sefer Alishur points out that Tishabav is actually referred to by Chazal as a moed. It's based on a pasuk in in Megillah Seicha, but it's like there's there's a certain element of a festival in the day of Tishbav, which is a very very strange idea. And he quotes to the Mir Mashgiach of that there are two different types of moedim. There's a moed of Kiruv and a moed of Rechuk. Generally, when we think about it, of a Yom Tiv, we think about a time that we feel close to Hashem. Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. These are moedim of Kiruv when we feel God's proximity. But there is another type of moed, a moed of Rechuk. And he says that Tishabav is a time where it's true. We are very distant from God, but yet we recognize and we appreciate on that day that we do have a relationship with him. And merely recognizing that, coming to that realization, that in and of itself creates a connection. It's so paradoxical. But just realizing, realizing how distant I am already brings me closer. Related to a certain extent what we said last week, Karov Hashem l'chol karov l'chol Hashem a relationship that is real, that is based on genuine sincerity, that by definition creates a sense of kiruv. And so therefore, if we can view the tefillah of Yonah from a similar perspective, it's true. He was crying to God from the belly of a fish. I mean, he was certainly in a very perilous state, and he realized that. He did not, not, not know what was going to be the next day. For as far as you know, he would not survive. But he was so grateful to be in this place of clarity where the lights went on. And he realized, you know, I've been wrong. I've been foolish. And I'm so grateful to once again have that clarity, to be connected to you. So therefore, as we come closer to the day of Yom HaKippur, and there's so much uncertainty, and there's worry and concern that we have, there's a lot of work to be done. We may feel, oh no, we're not ready. How can I stand before God on, on, on the day of Yom HaKippur and Davin in the way that I want to, to feel truly, truly connected to Hashem? After all, the more I do, I realize how distant I am. And we should learn from Yonah that that's not the right perspective to have. Recognizing where we are in reference to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, seeing our place truly for what it is, seeing where we are and understanding where we need to go, and recognizing that ain mikraba olam, that there is nothing in the world that's happenstance. I'm not a victim of fate. I'm fortunate to be connected to you, and I realize my dependence on you. All of this together creates a genuine sense of closeness. There's a bond. So that, as Yonah says at the end of his tefillah, va'ani b'kol todah It's amazing. He's in a place of great, of great trouble. And he says to him, with shouts of grateful praise, will I sacrifice to you? Hashem, I, I look forward to, to, to making good on all the promises that, that I've made. And I will say, Hashem, salvation comes from you. Absolutely incredible. We do not have to be in a place where everything has been worked out, settled, that I have complete nachasurach and yishavdas, and then say, oh, now I thank you, Hashem. Merely coming to the conversation having a meaningful and genuine genuine conversation with Hashem, that in and of itself is an opportunity to say thank you. I am so grateful to be connected to you. And my expressions of bakasha can become transformed into an expression of praise. I'm so grateful to have this realization, to have this understanding that everything in my life comes from you. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day.